Welcome to Speaking of History, where I make podcasts for eight minutes or longer about history, of course. I am your host, Jocelyn Heather Two, and today we will be discussing about a time period where science is now evolving and religion is being discredited, where ideas come and influence a lot of places, for example, the United States, and we're going to be discussing about people behind these ideas. It happened through 1715 through 1789. Can you guess what it is, though? Yes? No? Well, it is the Enlightenment. So, are you ready? I sure hope you are. So, let's hop in. Who brought upon these ideas that start to anger a few and create more reasonable ideas? Philosophers like John Locke or Charles Darwin. Or the who. So let's hit it off with science and the philosophers. During this time, science is now ex- is becoming more of an explanation of things about the universe or nature than what the churches has been telling these people this whole time. And I got to say, the church gets angry. Believe me. But that's a story for another day. So, Charles Darwin. Is an, is our example is going to be one of our examples for this? He has developed theories of natural selection, survival of the fittest, and that humans are a part of, of evolution through natural selection. We also have Karl Marx. He has argued that human history is being shaped by like economic or class struggles, you know, stuff like this. And he does not believe in no like gods or intervention or like you know cycle of the divine of kings and he's in favor of socialism and he believes that the goal is wealth is distributed among every person like communist communism now politics (laughs) everybody's favorite subject am i right no oh um, moving on, <laughs> so we have Thomas Hobbes, John Locke, Montequim, and Voltaire. Let's talk about John Locke first. He has suggested ideas that people are naturally reasonable and have natural rights like life, liberty, and property. So what he is saying here is that people are born with this pretty much. They are born reasonable and they're born with life, liberty, and property. He has wrote a book called The Two Treaties on the Government, where he talks about how the government should be doing this instead of that. You get you get where I'm going? I hope so. So, and he has influenced somebody for something later on, along with somebody else, Monty. Montesquieu. He wrote The Spirit of Laws. He has studied many different types of governments, um, but found democracy and separation of powers the most, like the the best kind of government. And he believes that power should be equal among the branches. For example, checks and balances of the United States. And he also, like I said, he has been a great impact on the, these certain people who created 
something that made today um, a country. Stick around to find more about it, but um, now we have opposition, opposition, opposition. I can't say that word, I'm sorry. To the Enlightenment. Um, they saw this as, you know, this is not going the right way, or this is, like, bad. We should listen to the church or something like that. <laughs> so we're going to start off with Jean Jacques Rousseau. He has um, urged of getting rid of, getting rid of civilizations and returning to their normal state of nature, you know. And he believes of a so of something called the social contract, where if a man is born free, you know he shouldn't be held by chains. He's yeah. And basic government. Uh, he believes that you know social contract in which people should you know give up their rights given to the government. We also have Immanuel Kant. He argued that the reason the reason they couldn't answer problems of metaphysics is because philosophy that deals with things like God, it shouldn't it's just something it's a completely different issue. And that there's a reality in the spiritual world, two different, completely different things where, you know, you're in the reality and the spiritual world is like, you know, godly stuff, you know, stuff like this is what he's trying to give out. So let's move on to our next section, shall we? So you must be saying, oh, men, oh, where are the women at? Hello. Um, okay. So this segment will be about women. Of the Enlightenment, who fought for the rights, as the same rights as men, because you know they want they've been living their lives inside their houses without like you know any freedom as men have to go out in public, drink, you know, pretty much they're like prisoners if you think about it. But you know, let's not go there anymore. So we have a few women we're going to be discussing, um, such as Abigail Adams. Mary Wollstonecraft and Olympe de Guags. I hope I'm saying that right. And let's start off with Abigail Adams. Abigail Adams. Uh, she vigorously supported education for women. She tried to tell her uh her um, husband, John Adams, the president of the United States um, back at the time, that women should have rights the same as men and that they should have the same education and all that stuff. Uh, she even wrote a letter to him, I think, and John Adams actually took this as a joke, fun fact. But, you know, she still wanted that, you know, that freedom pretty much. Now, moving on to Mary Wollstonecraft. She was an English writer, and she also believed that education is something important that women should be getting, not just men, and that they should get equality and freedom too. She has been, she has actually inspired many leaders for the women's rights movement in America. 
And she's, yeah, she argued in 1792 of these rights that they deserve. And Olympi de Guag, I'm sorry, I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, she also fought for the same reasons as um, Abigail Adams and Mary Wollstonecraft. Um, but I think she has been expressing it more with plays. Um Especially with, uh, you know, slavery, female, you know, it's just stuff, you know, she wants to spread. Uh, she's put published works, for example, like books like uh, Letter of the People or Patriotic Remarks, Declaration of the Rights of Women and Female Citizens. And just to throw a little fun thing out there, a quote, if it's to be specific, is, Woman is born free and lives equal to a, to man in her rights. Social distinctions can be based only on the common utility. So that's pretty much it for the woman section. There's the um, pretty much women are protesting and fighting for equal rights as men um, to you know have a public life. Not to be the only ones who are home all day, taking care of the children, doing house chores. They should be able to go out in the public. Is what they were fighting for. And of course, this obviously inspired people later on to, you know, get women rights. So next up is influence. The influence that the alignment has done is pretty big. If we go to the United States, for example, and see what the influence has, the alignment of the influence has gotten to is when Thomas Jefferson was writing the Declaration of Independence. Now, when Jefferson was writing, he was demanding for the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Does this sound familiar? Well, John Locke. When he was talking about the three natural laws that people were born with, life, liberty, and property, they're awfully related. It's just that Jefferson has changed the property part to, you know, uh, pursuit of happiness. Also, if you check, if you look back to the government of the U.S., we use the check and balances to keep one branch from, you know, getting too powerful from the other, and it, it just creates a whole weird unbalanced thing and um if you remember back um this was a theory actually that was suggested by Montague, uh where he was talking that the government should have you know branches and they should be equal in power now if we go on to latin america and france um there were people out there that read about these enlightenment ideas that were being spread, you know, from the people, from, like, John Locke and all of them. Once they read about this, they felt, you know, inspired to make a change. And this led to revolutions for independence. Because they also wanted that, too. I mean, they seem to have it pretty good, so they must want it, too. And if you look all around, I mean, you could find at least one little bit of enlightenment with beliefs of reason, science, equality, you can see where the enlightenment has influenced it. 
it act it's quite a bit, you know. I mean, the United States wouldn't even be a thing if it weren't for the Enlightenment and uh, John Locke and Montaquise, you know, all those good people. And yes, that's that's a lot, you know. And we're about to be done. Thank you.